Yo, 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 skirt back. What is up, my guy? Long time no here. Long time no here, and even longer for our listeners. Yeah. We got together a couple weeks ago, but uh, listeners didn't get that one. Technical difficulties kept us from posting. If we ever drop a random roommates only fans, we're going to fix the corrupt files of that episode, the long lost episode, and we'll put it on there and make all of our money. Yeah. Only fans. I could be down. When we have a million followers or listeners, we'll just be like, all right, go to our Twitter, subscribe to our OnlyFans for 10 bucks, and this is the only thing you're getting on our OnlyFans. It's a one-and-done type deal. Make it super yeah, exclusive. The long lost video that we found, then we were able to rehatch yeah. and put it together. This is for it's you like, guys. It'll be like nine or ten years old at that point. People will be like, oh, I bet nobody's listening to any of these things. So we haven't gotten popular yet. So once talking we hit that about, threshold of our first viral episode or whatever, people are going to listen from then on. Pre-World Cup. Pre-World Cup. Dude, we have so much sports to talk about. So much sports, bro. That makes me hard. I don't even think we've talked about the birds first, though. Um, yeah, we did. Or we did on that one. And yeah, that was, the, that was... That was... Oh, yeah, you're right. Damn. That's fine. So to our, to our listeners, if they were just keeping up through us, the birds are still undefeated to you. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> in here at 10 and 0. Maybe we, sh- maybe we should just not talk about the birds for the rest of the season, and then people will just, ah, birds went undefeated that season. <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah, when somebody goes and looks back, they don't even yeah. know. NFL is not a thing anymore because too many people have committed suicide for CTE. Nobody <laughs> yeah. plays football anymore. Like, oh, let me go back and listen to these <laughs> random roommates episodes from. 45 years ago. Do you think, like, maybe not maybe not football specifically, but maybe sports in general, like, at a certain point, will just turn into, like, us watching robots play the sports? Or do maybe. you think it's always going to be a human thing? I hope it's always a human thing. Me too. But you I never mean, know. There's that whole World Cup uh, ad from 2014, you remember, where Messi and Ronaldo, like, go to like, play soccer on, like, Mars or something like that, and they play against all, like, the robots of, like, the players. Yeah. And the whole ad is behind, like, oh, you can't, you can't, like, create human intuition. That's why, like, the human team wins. Like, it's not just, like, numbers, like. I like to think that there was a separate league for the robots. I mean, they still have a human league. Yeah, but what if the robot league is just like so much more entertaining and the human league just kind of disappears? Hey, man, the WNBA exists, doesn't it? Barely. All right, well. <laughs> uh, did you see um, Michael Shea from Saturday Night Live? He was in that interview and the lady was asking him about WNBA. Mm-mm. Uh, dude, I'll have to send it to you. It's it's mad funny, but he like she's like trying to bait him into saying something about like bad about like women or the WNBA and he just uh, like keeps it real. He's like the facts. He's like, she goes, can you name five WNBA players? And he was like, Oh, I can't even, he was like, I, I can't even name a WNBA team. Something like that. And she goes, what? And she, he was like, yeah, he's like, I mean, no, WNBA is boring. He's like, I don't watch that. And she like started to get offended. And he was like, he's like, there's no dunks. There's like, I watched the NBA. He's like, it's a whole different game. And she goes, how does it different? He goes, I don't know, but WNBA, if you're listening, like, send me tickets. I want to be interested in learning more about your game. And the girl's like, the game is basketball. And he's like, yeah, but it's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how, like, most female athletes, that's how they look at 
the men's and the women's versions of their sports. Like Serena Williams, I'm sure we've talked about this before, is the greatest female athlete probably of all time. Right? Like, yeah, I would agree. Greatest female tennis player of all time. Easy. It's not even fucking close. And she was like, somebody wanted to play here. One of the men, like, not like one of the top guys, but like, you know, who somebody who was like top 10 in the world at one point. Um, and she was like, dude, no. First of all, you're going to fucking embarrass me. She was like, it's two different sports. The game, like, it's not the same game. You play two, like, two different ways. Well, like, I don't know tennis that well, but that's what she was saying. She was like, dude, it's not it's not even the same sport. Like, I would get fucking my shit rocked. And, dude, if, like, someone of that caliber is saying that, like, they're strictly speaking from experience, too. Like, they know what it's like to compete at the top of their level. Like Exactly. And then you so, got Brittany Griner a few years back at USA camp talking about how she would beat DeMarcus Cousins one-on-one. Yeah, no. Yeah, and Gino Ariema was like, uh, Brittany, you're a great player. I love you and all, but uh, I'm going to take a mortgage out on my house and put it all on DeMarcus. <laughs> and hit very easily. Yeah, and I'm going to have a little bit more money, but not like a lot more money because all the odds are on oh, DeMarcus. Cousins. Heavily He's favored. Like, on minus 1,000. <laughs> yeah, I'm betting 200,000 to win uh, a dollar. A dollar, yeah. But, um, and dude, like, it's not that it's like a sexist thing either. It's just entertainment wise. Like the NBA is just more entertaining than WNBA. The way the game is played is just more entertaining. Yeah. That's, it's not like, oh, it's, yeah. we don't want to watch you because you're women. It's just, it's not fun to watch. I don't know. I think basketball is probably like the biggest discrepancy like that, where like the game is so vastly different, like, cause the, the women can't literally can't do as much as the men can do. Um, but I mean, that's how every sport is men's versus women. Yeah. I mean, I'd say soccer's up there too. Watching women's soccer yeah, is tough for me. It is tough, but it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, you're watching a lower tier, right? It's like, you're watching yeah. just like a bad men's team. Right. But when you're watching WNBA, you're, it's literally so different than the NBA because nobody's dunking. I mean, the game is played different, dude. Yeah. Like nobody's dunking so like you're gonna play defense differently like just as a team i feel like coaching is way more important because it's not as fast paced right so it's It's, a lot more like it's like less street ball type of it's a lot more like college basketball yeah like a lot more like team oriented i mean surely there's some studs that will be popping off and like leading their teams to championships you're gonna have that but it's more it's it's less like ad hoc right it's, the nba is like people are getting out in transition and you're not necessarily always setting up an offense and you almost never have time to like set up a defense i feel like yeah and i feel like nba just has more like obviously more players but more like tiers skill wise in their league so it's like you got the superstars the great all-stars you know the good role players stuff like that and wnba like they have like a few of their superstars and then everybody else is just kind of the same yeah like skill wise um the women's team of the uh like the u.s women's national team the soccer team guess how much money they got yesterday for what for the for the men's team advancing out of the group stage they got money for that guess how much uh give me like a give me a range is it like millions no Uh, less than a million i'm gonna say quarter of a million 250 grand 
a little bit more than that. Three hundred and eighty grand. Why? That's their new uh, CBA, the new bargaining agreement. Oh, that's what that does. Yeah, equal pay and shit. So now I mean, when the much- men, so now when the men do well, the women get paid. The women got paid three hundred and eighty grand for the men making out of the group stage, more than three times more than they got paid to win the World Cup in twenty nineteen. Wow, that's insane. That is insane, and it's like, bro, you're literally making so much more money off of the men having a, having a good year at the World Cup. I mean, how much did the men get for making I, out of the group stage? I would stage? hope more than that. Dude, I mean, I I like I like that idea, but also it's kind of just like free money. You know what I mean? Like you didn't really. Yeah, the women didn't do literally didn't do anything. It's just because you're part of like the association. Yeah, you just get that money. Like I mean, they did something. You have to be you have to be good enough to be on the women's national team. Right, right. You didn't play. You didn't train those guys. You, you, I I know you guys weren't scrimmaging because that would just be a waste of fucking time. Right? Like you didn't do anything to help them achieve what they achieved. And you're getting paid for it. And they got three times what they got for winning their own World Cup. That's insane. Which means it's not a U.S. problem. It was never a U.S. problem. Yeah. It's a a World Cup problem, right? It's a marketing of your sport problem. It's, you know, the fact that the USA versus England game was the most watched soccer game in American history. Was it really? I believe so. so. That's crazy, dude. I would have thought it would have been like our game against Belgium in 2014 or something like that. No, I'm pretty sure this was the most watched game of all time. I mean, it makes sense because the fan bases are, you know, English and American, but. I think soccer is like getting bigger in the States now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was bound to happen. It's slowly been on the incline for 15 years now. Yeah. And it's going to get even bigger because Messi's coming to enter Miami. I saw that, dude. That's uh, is that like confirmed, or is that just like one of the one of those big rumors that circulates? Big rumors in the works. Okay. But apparently, David Beckham Beckham owns Inter Miami. Apparently, yeah. he went to PSG last year and was talking to Messi about coming. So I don't know if it'll be like this winter transfer window. I hope not. I hope he stays at PSG. He's actually been having a solid season for them. Yeah, I um, heard he was going to finish out the season. I think he should, PSG. and then. You know, summer comes around, you go to fucking Miami. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's got to have his last run at a Champions League or something before he does that, you know what I mean? I don't think he would be just see you in the middle of the season. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And then on the other hand, you got Ronaldo's about to go to Saudi Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia League for uh, 200 million euro a year. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. No. No, not even not even a single second. I don't think Ronaldo's in it for money like that, dude. I think he wants to compete at a high level still. I think he was more upset with his whole Man U situation where he was getting benched and left out of the squad and stuff. And dude, he scored seventeen goals for them last year. The man is not washed up. Look, I mean, look at—he's not having the greatest World Cup, but he's like a big part of that team right now. People are just like shitting on him because he's been in the media for, you know, the whole yeah. Man United situation lately. I, I saw this graphic today, and it was uh, Casemiro, uh, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, and Ronaldo all holding Man of the Match trophies from this World Cup. And it was like, man, could you imagine how good the club team would be if these guys all played <laughs> on the same club team? They'd be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's dude. I mean, that just proves that it's a Manchester United issue. It's not, and it has been since yeah, Sir Alex Ferguson ha- left, dude. Dude, they have been in shambles since Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, you know, stopped managing them. Do you think he saw like something coming and was just like, "I'm gonna get out of here while I can," or do you think he was truly just like, "All right, I've done everything I can." I think it was he had kind of done everything that he wanted to do, and at the same time, I feel like he left when they were just about to start declining, right? Or like, like he was kind of like, all right, like I I don't feel like training and like getting a new group of young players and like having to, you know, mold them into what I want them to be. He was like, I've had Henri and Rooney and Ronaldo and, and, you know, we've been great. Nani, right? Like I've had all these great players and I've had success and, you know, somebody else can can kind of carry that on their shoulders now. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he, he was he, old as fuck, too. You know, he was ready for retirement. If I yeah. was him, I would have been ready for retirement. I, right, yeah. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, like, man, you have had – it's not like they've had bad coaches since he left. You know what I mean? Like, they've had some of the top coaches ever. Jose Mourinho. I'm Jose uh, Mourinho. <laughs> who was the guy that first took over after his strokes? He was. What was his name? He was a clown, know. dude. He was such a clown. They've had some clowns since then, too. This fucking Ten Hag Bull is a clown. <laughs> yeah, I a uh, little change of pace, but I was um, looking at some of my old tweet, Real Madrid tweets the other day, and I had a tweet in 2016 or 2017, and it was like, really hope Carlo Ancelotti somehow finds his way back to being um, the manager of this Real Madrid squad. Cause I like, I was just like, I really liked his play style and the way he like molds players. And he did. And it's been like the perfect outcome for like me yep. as a Real Madrid fan wise. So Alex Ferguson, he was the manager from 1986 to 2013. Jesus. Yeah. Let's see. So what did he had? He had 1500 games, right? His record was 895 wins, 338 draws, 267 losses. Um, 13 Premier League titles, 5 FA Cups, 4 League Cups, 10 Community Shields, 2 UEFA Champions League, European Cup winners, European Super Cup, Inter- Intercontinental Cup, and a FIFA Club World Cup. He literally wow, won every trophy single trophy. Huge. <laughs> that trophy case is the size of a closet. Dude, he won every single trophy, Champions League twice, Premier League 13 fucking times, like, stud. He left, and they got David Moyes. That's who it was, David Moyes, dude. Oh, my God. He was a clown. And then, after David Moyes, they had Ryan Giggs. Yeah, he was, like, their uh, intern, right? Yeah, they. Uh, David Moyes actually didn't even finish that season. He was no. the manager from July 2013 to April 2014. And then Ryan Giggs finished that season from 2014, April to May 2014. And then they brought in Louis Van Gaal for two years. And then Mourinho for two years, two and a half. And then Old Gunner for like three years. Michael Carrick was there for a month. Not even. He was there for like two weeks. Doesn't even count. And then they had Ralph Ragnick finish out the season, and now they got Ten Hag. Damn, too. They've been they've been through like what, how many people is that? Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. 
Seven, Jeez. but one of them was only there for like two weeks. So doesn't count. I'm six. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild to think about. I feel like soccer, like coaching jobs, are the fastest. Like, like they move around the most. You know what I mean? Or like they don't tenure as long. Unless you're Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United. <laughs> well, yeah, the one exception. But like, think about like Pep, dude. Like he's arguably the greatest coach of all time, and he's, and he's bouncing around a lot. Yeah, man. That's wild. Eric Ten Hag actually has the highest win percentage out of everyone since uh, since Ferguson since ever. Really? Yeah. So Sir Alex Ferguson is fifty nine point six seven win percentage. But he's also got a crazy more crazy amount more games played too. Oh yeah, he's got the most games played games managed. Yeah, he's got the most games managed and the most games won and the best percentage. Um. But Ten Hag, he's got 66%. Michael Carrick, who was there for two weeks, also 66% in three wow. matches. Two games, right. one draw, no losses. This dude undefeated. went undefeated and you gave him the sack. <laughs> Sheesh. You gave him you gave him your sack? Yeah, you heard me. Um wow. World Cup's been fun. World Cup has been fun, dude. I've uh, I've been slightly surprised with my enjoyment of this World Cup. It's it's been good. I mean, the U.S. lose or drawing with Wales was a little bit painful. Yeah, Gareth Bale just loves to fucking hurt me. Yep. After the fucking MLS Cup final, <laughs> yep. and then the U.S. game loves to hurt me. Um, but hey, good game against England. Got the nil nil draw. Huge, and then barely squeaked it out against Iran. Dude, I was I was shitting bricks at the end of the game yesterday. Yeah, um, I had some money on US. So, so Fanduel was doing uh, they were doing these things. It was like get your money back, like risk free bets, right? Like get free, get your bet back and free bets if the US lose or draw. Um, if you put it on the money line. So I did it for both the England game and the um, Iran game. And so, and then I also had a parlay. It was like the U.S. money line. I ran under one and a half goals. Uh, Tim Weah, one or more shots on goal. And Pulisic, one or more shots on goal. And I'm like, all right. So if these hit, that's wonderful. But then like late in the game when it's one nothing and it was after, it was like the 91st or 92nd minute. I was like, I think I want to put money on a draw just to hedge. And it was like plus twelve hundred on DraftKings. The draw was so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna throw four bucks on that. I would win forty eight. That would cover my other bets, and I'd be good." But yeah, I, I didn't have faith in the U.S. pulling it out, so I was like, "Let me just hedge myself here." Dude, um, yeah. So yesterday, after after like probably eighty minutes, seventy five minutes, eighty minutes, I was like, "All right, like." We don't look the same team at all. Like we're parked, we're fully parked. The bus has been parked mm-hmm. for fucking five minutes now. Like we can't even possess. Even when we do have, we had like the one or two chances to score and put it away. We just completely fucked ourselves. Like, and like, like didn't dude, you learn your lesson against Wales defending and parking the bus, bro? It's and it's like if we just play. I know it's like tired legs and but you get five substitutions now in this World Cup and yeah. it's like. Dude, look how well we played the first half. Look how we looked like a soccer team that knew what we were doing. And it's like, if why can't we why did we have to change the way we played because of the time of game? Like 
It's not like it's not like they were breaking us down in the first half and like our our defense was getting beaten or anything like that. But nah. when you just park in front of the goal like that and you're just letting them you're like just ram it down your pressure. throat. Right, dude. And when you and, invite pressure, you're way more susceptible to be letting one up. Right. I will say though, um, what's his name? That center back fuck. Uh Tim Ream? T- no, the other one. Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Dude, he he had some serious clutch like clearances in the last ten minutes of that game, bro. There was like a string of like four in a row. Like where it was like fifty fifty balls. He would clear it out, and it would come right back to him. And he just like won three headers over the same guy. And then on the last one, he got beat. But I was like, God damn, dude! Like my man's fucking Iron Man out there, center back. Yeah. Um. So they got to play Netherlands, and yeah. they're like a real team. Like the U.S. They- are not a real team. We got a couple of like okay guys, right? We've got like Pulisic and McKenny, but like after that, it's like you got some guys who are barely starting on not great teams. Yeah, um, I was happy with how Aronson looked yesterday when he subbed. Me on too. For, I, th- I thought he looked good. Um, I think his work rate a, is really high. That's the thing. I think it's. The, the starting eleven we have is good, but it could be better without some of the guys we have on the bench. Like I think if Aronson comes into a starting position and uh, haven't seen Gio Reyna like at all, dude, what's what's nah. fuck is good with that? Is he hurt or is we is he just not getting play time? I don't know. I like Tim Weah though. I think he's really good. I do too. I think he's good. Um, we have and a foundation. One, Our foundation is solid. I'll say that uh, the U.S. do well. Is I love the way the outside backs get forward. I think yep. Anthony Robinson does a great job getting forward and like getting balls in and his overlapping runs. I think they're really good. Um, I think Serginio Dest is like not bad. I think he's got some work to do, but um, they both I think do like a very solid job of like getting forward and helping the attack. I agree, dude. I think it comes down to, and we've been saying this since we fucking started this podcast about the United States men's team. It just comes down to like fundamentals, like soccer fundamentals, dude. Like mm-hmm. we have the skill, but like. When we're in pressure, our first touch is atrocious. Um, yeah, dude. Our first touch is always bad, and we're not good at passing. Not good at passing. First touch is the biggest one for me, dude. It's like you can see, you can clearly see when you watch the U.S. play like high European ranked teams, or not even high, just like a solid squad. Um, their first touch is always like miles worse than the other teams. Yeah, and- dude. Like when it takes you two touches to control a ball that's coming to you, that's bad. At the right. professional level. If it takes right. me two touches, that's different. I'm just, you know, I'm just a knucklehead. I don't play for the men's national team. <laughs> right. If you play for the men's national team, you should be able to control most balls in one touch. Dude, and it's it's not even that, like, you know, when we have an open pass, it's not like our first touch off of that or, like, controlling is bad. It's when there's, like, the slightest bit of pressure. It's like we just look like we're chicken, running around with chickens without yeah. legs, dude. Um, and that annoys me. And, and I, we've definitely like come succumb to just like being, I don't know if it's the way we were just parking the bus or what, but like, I hate when we could have had a possession and we would just dump the ball forward and then yeah. let them reset. And I'm like, bro, build yeah. up a little, like take a few passes and try and build something out of this. Don't just kick the ball up the field. There's gotta be more fucking talent in America, bro. It has to be, bro. There has to be. We I'm pretty sure I play with kids that are better people. than some of the motherfuckers <laughs> on the U.S. men's team. I have definitely played with a few kids that have, you know, been better than some of the like the young guys I see coming off the bench and stuff on that team. Because yeah, it's like, dude, we have so many people in this country, and like with the, a lot the of them state, play soccer. A lot of them like, play soccer. You got to get invited to camp, and who the fu- and who do you know? 
You know it's what I mean, dude? It's, it's all, all it politics and the bullshit, and it's kind of elitist, and... It's elitist when we'd have no reason to be elitist, bro. Like, we're not And good. here's the thing, dude. People, like, the soccer players that are good, they, like, they don't feel like they don't want to tra- chase that dream. You know what I mean? Like, Wig said this. I thought it was a really good point. He was like, a lot of the good soccer players will go play D1 and then they'll just graduate and get, like, a regular fucking job, right? They're not chasing that dream because it's easier to just get a job. And because they don't need to, bro. Like, most of the people that are, like, at that level, it's just, it's so fucked up. Because, like, like I did my fair share of traveling to try out for teams. And when I tried out for PDA, who's, like, one of the better teams in Jersey, clubs in Jersey, they were like, yeah... If you want to play with us, like, you're good enough to make the team and play with us, but it's going to be, like, 2200 a year. Yeah. At that, like, starting. And then if you just want to train with us, it's 1100 a year. And then but I when I was there at their practice, Coach was like, all right, like, we got this fundraising thing, so everybody has to raise at least 500 bucks. And I'm like, I don't know enough people that would be willing to donate 500 like, money to get five hundred dollars so that would just be more money that like like my parents have to show out right and on top of that it's like an hour and a half two hours away each way so i was like yeah thanks but no thanks coach so i played for twin county titans who just like a regular fucking club team it was just like this team a few towns over um but i mean we were ranked like top five in the state like always and we always beat pda when we played them and i loved it dude you know what's crazy about that is i was the only reason I didn't play club ball growing up was because the my local club team was like two grand a year to play, and I was like, I yeah can't like I don't have that money, and my parents don't have that money, but like want to play more than just school soccer because right. like I can't play like a rec league anymore. I'm too old. Even though, so here's the thing with Twin County is like it wasn't an academy, right? Like through not an academy, but it was like a bigger like association, right? Like there was teams at a lot of different age groups. Um, like that were all like twin within the twin twin county teams, um, but all we paid for was like, uh, f- practice field times because we had like a turf field that we practice on, and we had to pay like you know, couple hundred like a hundred bucks plus a hotel for this tournament. You know what I mean? Like two hundred bucks for this league for the season. It wasn't like anything outrageous That's- where you're shelling out like multiple grand at a time. Right, dude. That was, yeah, and we, we like the fact that I didn't even have that option was probably a big reason as to like a lot of people not having that option because the of the way like the soccer system in America is just set up for like rich yep. people. And it's I mean, fucked. don't get me wrong. Like, I had the teams in my town. Um, right. Like, there was the team that was like that I grew up playing on, and I actually that was when I went back to soccer. I went back to them, but I didn't really enjoy it. It was just like you know. They had a bunch of kids from Trenton, um, a bunch of, like, Hispanic kids who were pretty good. And Coach, like, begged me to come play because he needed players. And once he got more Hispanic kids from Trenton, I stopped playing. And I was like, well, this isn't enjoyable. Right. Um, And then I played on the team that was, like, a year ahead of me for, like, a couple years. But I was like, dude, I'm just, like, I'm not getting any better. And nobody here is taking it as serious as I want to take it. So I need to go find something better. I need to go find, like – a coach and a and a group of players who are all going to take this more serious. Yeah. I mean, that's a smart thing to do, dude, because a lot of like the soccer in America at that age is, is just like what it is. It's just wreck soccer. 
yeah. it's hard to find those like leagues and the clubs that actually, you know, you can go and you know, you'll have like a set training schedule and everybody's there for yep. the same reason. It's not just Dude. like, Oh, your parents made you do this. Like everyone wants to be there. It honestly, it was great. Like I, when I went there, I was probably one of the worst ones on the team. And like, that's what made me a better soccer player, right? Like playing with people that were better than me, always busting my buns and like, and just playing a lot of soccer, right? Like, practicing two or three times a week games on weekends and it was it was great we were fucking in the winters we would rent (laughs) out this fucking little cafeteria and just go and like have futsal practices in this cafeteria in a random elementary school dude yeah we did that like oh my god the inside like gym sessions and like cafeteria sessions. our like, that high school best, indoor dude. sessions were always so fun like if yeah. it was raining real bad and we couldn't practice we would just like have an indoor session and like there wasn't basketball or anything so we get the whole gym to ourselves and we just basically just play futsal yeah we would just split up into like teams of four or five and just like round robin indoor yep. soccer matches yep. the entire time it was great my uh my favorite drills at soccer practice dude growing up were the ones where it was like five mini fields of three v three and it would just round robin yeah we just do that for like yeah. half the practice that was always so fun we had this one drill coach called it transition and you'd have like is that the three zones one nah nah uh, that one was put, fun too we would put two goals like 20 25 yards apart from each other right and then you'd put like three teams of four on at each goal right so let's say like my team starts and then another team of three starts or let's say teams of four, right? So two teams of four. And if my team scores, then we turn around and get a ball from our goalie. Um, and he gets us the ball and then we go and we try to score again. But when you get scored on, you go off and the next team from your goal comes on. They have to come on while you're doing that. While, while you, so yeah. like, so like, so like, let's say like, so we score, we turn around, but as we're turning around to receive a ball from our goalie, like the other team is like swapping out and getting a new set of guys on you. Pretty much, you just stay on as long as you can. Right, um, yeah, dude. It we, was we just so much shit. fun. It it's so it's fun. like it's so fast paced. There's so many shots on goal. Like, and it's it was just a good time. Yeah, that that was dude, that was those, my favorite drill. Those transition drills and like the little like the mini scrimmages were always the best. Yeah, like we'd always do our fitness stuff, and then when we'd break out into like drills, we'd always do like. 10 minutes of possession and then hop right into that. It was the fucking dude. Soccer practice was the shit. I miss that more than even just playing in the games. I would rather practice. I think than playing a game. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to hurt myself in practice. Most likely not going to hurt myself. Right. Like not going to be like gassed. If I'm fucking dying, I can sit down and take a break, get some water, do some stretching. Right. Like can't really do that in the middle of a game. Yeah. But dude, like you were saying, and when you don't you... feel as bad when you fuck up in practice. Yeah, yeah. When you fuck up in a game, it's like, okay, well, that was like one of my five opportunities. In practice, you're going to have 30. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you if you mess up. Like, you're not costing your right. team a goal or a possession. Right. Um, but like you were saying about playing with kids that were better with you, better than you, and they could just made you better, that was um, it, my exact experience, like, before I came to Coastal, but I lived down in South Carolina. I, uh, I was like, I want to stay in shape and I want to like keep playing soccer so that I do have the option to play like when I do start college. So I uh, signed up for like the Myrtle Beach Mutiny Academy stuff. Yeah. And dude, it was just be like training twice a week. And then on the weekends, we would have a game and it was just like the it was pretty much just the Myrtle Beach Mutiny reserve team. You would just play like the other team's reserve team for 90 minutes. That's pretty dope. But, 
It would, dude. The kids I played with were sick. Like a lot of them were um, people who were coming in to either try out for Coastal's D one team or like that were already on it. Already on. And it, yeah. I was just I was straight out of high school, so I was still like I was only like eighteen. But um, I got there, dude, and these kids were. Fu- it was awesome to watch, dude. Like I knew my place, but it was making me better because I was like competing with them and just like yeah. The level of soccer that I came from was so bad. I was, I was like, I played soccer from ninth grade to senior in high school. Like that's, I didn't play in middle school, and I played when I was like five. That was it before that. And I think I've told you this before, but my first tryout, I I played in baseball cleats because I didn't know the difference, and I was immediately like starting on the team. Like people were like mad at it. They're like, this kid has baseball yeah. cleats, and I'm not even playing. I'm like, you, our school's just so bad at soccer, but it was cool Fucking to like come up. Goes. It was cool to come up from being like one of the best players on your team to just like seeing like how real soccer is played. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like seeing these kids just flying by and their touch is nice and it was sick. Dude, I loved playing. I think it was my sophomore year, my first year at Coastal, that spring, we played so much pickup with dudes from the men's team, right? Because it was like me and T-Hall, Gion, Jay White, but then... T-Hall and Gion were boys at safe because he was on the club team, but then he was on the men's team. So yeah. it would be like safe and he would bring a handful of the boys from the men's team. And like, honestly, we would just like set some cones up on that field, like out behind the track by the, where that practice football field is. Yeah. Set some cones up and just play like small side with like pug goals. And that shit was so intense. It was so much fun. Dude. I remember the first time I played with safe, like, uh, and, uh, I think it was like that we were except we were on the track field and he had the ball and I went to like swipe it from him and he just did this thing where he just like pressed down on the ball really hard and it made it so like it was just like he just like had the ball in his possession and just like pressed down like his top of his foot down on the ball and like squished the ball down and I was like to even think to do that dude like I wouldn't even like if I had the ball and I was trying to like you know hold on to it I would not think to just step on it real hard and make it tight like make my the defender's foot just bounce off of it. And he did that to me, and I was like, that's crazy IQ, dude. That was that I, was nuts. I loved watching Safe when he would get into games at Coastal because he was just like Tecker City, dude. Tecker City, dude, just flying by people. Yeah. Him and uh, Mikey Pep. I always loved watching Pep. Um, he was an outside back, but we had class together. He was nice. And he started most games, too. So I loved going and watching him. He would shit on kids. And then I'd, I'd like, bust his chops in class. Yeah, dude, the... Uh... Coastal soccer games were low key like some of the best like sports to go watch at a uh, at Coastal. Like they weren't always like yeah. the biggest and popping, but it was like obviously Coastal the soccer team is one of our best sports teams. But like yep. the level of competitiveness and like the fans that were there and how heavily they got into it was always yeah. fun. Um, I'd say probably soccer and baseball were my favorites to watch for sure. Um, and I mean they're two of our better programs, right? But like. The women's volleyball team is really nice, and I think the softball team is solid too. Yeah, it's nice to see how long, how far our football teams come since like us being oh freshmen God, at Coastal. I know. I know. It's nice to see from like y- your sophomore year, my junior year, because that was our first year in the Sun Belt, right? Right, and before that, we were D one AA, and we shitted on everybody. Everybody. And then we our played. first year in the Sun Belt, we kind of got our shit rocked. Like, yep. Um, and now to see us kind of be, you know, one of the top dogs in that division. Nice. Yeah. And it's not even just like one year. Like we've, we've had a few, few years back to back to back now where we've been kind of like the top dog and it's like, yeah, as a fan, you're almost like, all right, like when are we going to come back down to earth? But like the fact that we haven't yet is like, it's been awesome. Like we're going to be, 
10 years from now, dude, I think Coastal is going to be like in the discussion of like a top 10 team in college football. I mean, they were on the fucking brink of being top 10 two years ago when we, when we played BYU. Yeah, that's true. They were like ranked like up to like 14 like, or 12 or yeah. 13, something like that. Like we almost cracked top 10. They were ranked 23rd this year, but then they got fucking smoked by James Madison. Dude, my entire work team, except for like one person, went like graduated from JMU. So I texted um, Daniel, who's like my team lead, and this girl, Lauren, who like started at the same time as I did. I just texted them in a group. I was like, Coastal's about to smack some JMU ass today. And we were in the car like coming back from um, Thanksgiving when I said that. And I was like deathly sick. So I was like not even watching the game, but I would just fall asleep and then wake up. And then I checked my phone like an hour and a half later. And Daniel just goes, dude, we 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 covered the spread twice against you guys. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Dude, I looked the at the score. Was it was like, like 16. I know. I know. I looked at the score and it was like 40. 41 to 7. 7 was 47 to 7. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, dude. Disgusting. And then I texted back. I was like, ah, no Grayson McCall, and we're, we're, we're resting up for our important game next week. <laughs> oh, Grayson didn't play? No. Interesting. I didn't know that. He's hurt. I think he hasn't played in the last two games. Hmm. I mean, they were still ranked 23rd in the nation going into that game against JMU. Yeah. Probably not That's anymore. Is, no. Definitely not after losing to Jamie. Jamie's wasn't bad to though. I think they were like seven and three on the year, so it's not like they were a script team. No, I mean I ain't too shabby. You can get by with that. Phil's gonna sign uh, Trey Turner. You think? Yeah, they're the front runner. Are Trey they? Turner wants to go there. Dude, that's that's scary, bro. <laughs> that's a big signing. I mean, that's a big I would, signing. I would really like to get a better outfield, but I'll take Trey Turner. I like Listen, I really want a stud center fielder. Yeah, you got you need you need like a like a Starling Marte type of center fielder. Get him, Castellanos and and uh Harper and like I mean Castellanos isn't a very good outfielder. Well Harper's but, like, getting surgery, so he might not even he might just stay DHing. For the rest of his career? Maybe. Nah, I think he's he's not even thirty yet. And then we'll go Schwarp Poppy and Starling Marte and Cassianos. Schwarp Poppy's ah, I love Schwarp Poppy, dude, but like you can't you can't beat him count. in the outfield. Yeah, you can't <laughs> count on him out there, bro. No, dude. <laughs> he was playing first base for the Red Sox like two years ago, bro. <laughs> you can't put him in out in the outfield now. I mean, you I mean, can plug and play him there, bases. but like, th- does he have wheels? I don't know, but he looks slow in the outfield, bro. He, he's yeah. got fucking cinder blocks on his feet and a big fat turd in his pants. <laughs> that boy's diaper is full when he's trying to fucking shag fly balls. Well, hey, it might be different now with no ship, so you're you're definitely going to need to. Uh, I mean, I mean that in a way where they might not even use Schwerber in the outfield anymore because he's going to have to cover more ground. So, a uh, Trey Turner though, dude, as like that, you're if That'd you lock huge. him up, like you guys, you guys have a nice squad. It's no longer like a fringe playoff Phillies team, especially after the World Series run. Especially if Wilson Contreras goes to Houston, I heard they're uh, eyeing him up. Do you see who they just signed? Who? Houston, uh, Jose Ramirez or Jose Abreu, Abreu, from the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. That is scary. The rich get richer. 
the rich get richer, dude. And it's just like, how long can this fucking last? How long are the Astros going to continue to just like be good and annoying? I saw the Yankees might offer three hundred million or more for Judge to Judge. I mean, you have to. Yeah, he's not even going to look at an offer for less than three hundred. I wouldn't. <laughs> three hundred dollars, maybe. If they said, Kenny, we'd like to sign you to the New York Yankees on a one-year, two hundred and ninety-nine million dollar contract. So that's not even a three, brother. Don't see three in there. <laughs> that's not. That's not even a three, dude. For one year, make it six months. I'll reconsider halfway through the year. Yeah. Make it six. Make it six months, and we can renegotiate. Sign me for the off season. Pay me two hundred million dollars to say I'm a Yankee for the off season, and then I'll consider playing for the year. Yeah, and then I'll decide whether or not I want to show up to training camp, spring training. Um, winter meetings are next week. Next week. That's when I don't know uh, what the they whole, do there. They meet in the winter. Yeah, it's kind of all I got out of it. <laughs> they all gather up in a room, and be like, "What's up, guys? It's been a month." What are we doing now? <laughs> now, winter yeah, meetings are actually super exciting for like free agent signings and stuff. Really? Yeah, that's like is that's that the like, owners meeting. I mean, it is, but like, I'm pretty sure anyone can go. Like, I don't think players go, but like, me- the media goes, the owners go, coaches go. Like, it's they're just winter meetings of like, all right, what's our game plan for the year? Who do we want to get a deal done with now? It's pretty much like looked at as the start of like the real hot stove for the off season. Interesting. Like that's when yeah. the Yankees signed Garrett Cole. They announced like there was that they were at winter meetings and then like all over Twitter at like midnight, all these baseball analysts were like, uh, there's some, there's some talks during about Garrett Cole, like nine years, 300 million or some 350 million or something like that. And then it, he ended up signing like later that night, baseball Twitter just went nuts. And you still ain't one shit. No, we still have not one shit. So, and it's interesting to me because Brian Cashman still hasn't been re-signed as our GM. So I'm I'm almost waiting to see if Hal is like, if we don't get judged, you're done. But I doubt that's going to happen. You never know. Um, what else do we got that we want to talk about? You want to talk a little Rick? We talk some Rick. Let's talk some Rick. It's been a minute. Who's making Smarty? Um. I feel like all the episodes in this season have been really good. Yeah. Uh, I will say I'm hoping that we do get one like classic, like random Rick and just Rick and Morty type of adventure. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, the episode where they get their toxins like taken out of them. Yeah. They go into that. I want an episode like that where it's just Rick, just Morty, like throwback, like classic stuff. None of this, like, Oh, Beth is here and Jerry's like part of this. Which don't get me wrong, I love. Like I, I agree with you. I think all the episodes this season have been really good. But I'm fe- I'm just fiending for like a classic Rick and Morty style adventure. It's funny you say that because it was like the end of one of them recently. Um, oh, oh, it was it was with uh, what's his name? Previously on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like previously on, or like go back to season one adventures, and Rick was like, yeah, "What the fuck does that even mean?" That I'm even so mean? sick of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but they were good. So you had the previously on one was it was hard fuck. to follow at first. Yeah, but then I got a, the hang of it. Yeah, when um 
they did the whole like intro thing where they were flying through the intro credits or intro scenes and yeah, the yeah. melting the melting uh butter morty was going down and rick was just like ha best episode so i'm like hoping i'm hoping we get we that get, one like, like the explanation of that one <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like some of the things in their intro uh like video is things from other episodes and some of it is just totally random that's how that's what it is they just that's like i think it was justin Roiland two years ago came out and was like yeah like all the intro to rick and morty like for every season like some of the clips that you see in that intro are from episodes of the season that you're watching and then some are just like ones that we scrapped yeah which is cool i think it's because then it keeps you guessing all season you're like oh are we gonna get like remember when you and i watched the first season or first episode together and i was like the intro came on i was like was that melting butter morty and you're just like ah, yeah <laughs> I was like, I, ever since that yeah <laughs> ever since then i've been thinking i was like i wonder if we're gonna get the melting butter morty episode and then nope, rick came out yet. and said that and i was like oh they're hinting maybe she's coming <laughs> um, um but then the most recent one was really good too wait what 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 was your favorite part of the first one the meta one I like the whole uh, Jesus um, bit where he oh, they had him yeah. like. <laughs> that yeah, was so I like I like the Jesus part. Um, I don't know. Story Lord, R.I.P. Story Lord. Yeah, that dude's beat. He is beat. Um, it, that episode was really hard to follow, but because it, it was like all over the place, but it was like a lot of hidden gems in there. Yeah. I like the second one, the newest episode more. Yeah, though. me too. The newest one is actually, I think, is really good. Yeah. Um, and it's funny the way the whole thing works with him, like going to uh, Doctor Wong and shit like that. Going to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that part where he has the little like alien next to him, and she was like, "Is that man alive?" And he goes, "Is everything in here confidential?" And she goes, "Everything but murder." And he goes, "Then he's fine." <laughs> <laughs> bro that shit made me cry bro i was laughing so hard i love um how like uh morty summer and beth are all like about what the virtue is right like at first they're like oh like rick did all this like for jerry to boost his confidence and like the piss master was never real like that's like so noble blah 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 and then they like found out the truth and they were like oh rick like that's fucked up blah 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 and then <laughs> when he so piss master kills himself and he has the letter and rick like can't keep it to himself so he tells morty morty tells the whole family and then they're like you're not supposed to fucking tell anybody that you're supposed to bury that deep down inside and never <laughs> let anybody know that. Well, yeah. like, like we are such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And summer was just like, that would have been the cool thing to do, Rick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. But yeah, that was, a uh, um, the whole fight scene with Jerry and Pissmaster and how it just like kept going, dude. was so yeah. funny. It, just... <laughs> it kept going. And it was just like the weakest characters weakest fight. that have yeah. ever been created in Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry's like, screaming at pissmaster he's like apologize apologize to my daughter for what she said and pissmaster's just like for what <laughs> <laughs> he's like crying while getting his ass beat <laughs> i kind of like the orb people too the orb people were cool and the whole the whole premise of like jerry being like rick for an episode essentially yeah he had all this power and stuff and then it like when pissmaster or rick was like 
turning his image around and people started to like Pissmaster. And then Jerry was all salty that they wanted to give Pissmaster an orb. <laughs> yep. Yeah, dude, that was such a good episode. When do we get the next one? Sunday. Sunday? There, there's only two more. Damn. I know. The season flew by, dude. Nothing but, but Morty. Come out, come I out mean, wherever you are. I think I have a feeling we'll get the next season by like May of next year. That'd be dope. Yeah, I, I think I think they're like in that like kind of consistent schedule now where they have like enough of it done where they can just re- keep releasing it like quicker yeah. with quicker turnaround times. I like watching them on Sling because like you always get the behind the scenes like breakdown afterwards and I think After, those are really interesting. Yeah, you get like an inside look on like the writers room and how they like came up with the episode idea. It's yeah, and how cool. like their ideas evolved and how they like thought about the characters and stuff. And it definitely like makes you appreciate it more once you see it's not just like random bullshit. Right. Yeah, not yeah. too shabby, dude. Pretty good show. Dude, and I I'll continue to say it until the day I die or until Rick and Morty actually is not good anymore but they've just they're the most consistently good tv show bro like every episode yeah. you're getting like quality like content that makes you think about it and it's not just like empty like viewing you know what i mean like you yeah. can go back and watch it like and tom you're and still jerry gonna... right right love me some tom and jerry don't get me wrong love me some tom and jerry but dude there's just nothing better about like what like i'm excited about like looking up Rick and Morty episodes after I watch them and like digging deeper into them because I like there's just so much more it's so many different layers to it whereas you know Family Guy or Tom and Jerry is just you watch it once you're like that was good and then you don't really think about it again yeah that's true I like the Santa Clauses I know I was telling Maggie about those I think we're gonna start them soon you should they're good um me and Lex watched the first three episodes we watched the first two, and then she was like, oh, like let's watch another one, blah, 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 like before uh, Monday Night Football. So we watched one, and I was like, I would watch another one, but it hasn't come out yet. So <laughs> I physically can't. Um, the fourth one comes out today. I don't know like if it already came out, if it comes out at like a certain time, or what the deal is, but they come out. New ones come out every Wednesday. How many are there? I have no idea. It's on, you said it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably like eight or ten then. That's usually like the standard of their TV shows. Yeah, I'm thinking um, like maybe it'll stop like right before Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that people so like can watch the, the full case, season for we Christmas. Got one today was four, five, six, seven. So there's seven four, out now. Five, six, seven. No, no, no. There's there's four out as of today. But then there's one, two, there's three more Wednesdays before Christmas. Something like maybe we'll get three more after today for seven total. Or maybe they'll drop like two on the last day before Christmas and we'll get eight total or something like that. Yeah. But you got to think that they're going to wrap it up before Christmas starts. Yeah, because then families are going to be able to watch it like on Christmas, like, and they can just binge it. That's true. And yeah, they're Um, only 30 minute episodes. Definitely bingeable. Dude, speaking of uh, holiday or Christmas um, TV shows, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Nah. Uh, well, they've released a uh, holiday special, like TV movie type thing. It's like forty minutes long. It's just like a special. Um, it's on Disney Plus, but apparently, it's really fucking funny. 
Have you seen trailers for Violent Night? Yes, dude. It looks good. I want to see that. It comes out this weekend. Me too. Oh, does it? We were just yeah. saying um, last night because, dude, the fucking seasonal depression of it being dark at 5 o'clock is hitting home lately. And so Maggie and I were like, we're going to start doing like more things like at night during the week. And right. so we've designated Tuesday nights as like our movie date night. And we were just thinking about like what's coming out soon. And there's that one. And then um, this one called like The Party or something like that. And it's got uh, Andrew Santino from from Dave, the ginger guy from Dave. Oh, and, yeah, it, yeah. and like a bunch of celebrities and like awesome cast. And it's like a comedy about like a holiday party held at LeBron's house while he's gone. That sounds dope. And it's, dude, the trailer, you got to watch the trailer for it. It looks so fucking funny. What's it called? Like, um, I think it's called, like, The Party or something like that. I don't, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Um, It's going to be six episodes. That's what this six? fucking blog says for the Santa Clauses. Uh, this movie's called House Party. But it looks really funny. It's all about like a Christmas party held at LeBron's house. Interesting. I wish there were more like, I don't know, I feel like around Christmas time there's always a big like blockbuster movie coming out. I mean, I guess there is with Avatar, but I don't really, never really got the hype of that movie franchise. Um, IMDb says this is a remake of a 1990 movie called House, House Party. Party. Oh, really? Yeah, but it says it, it says that the release is January 13th. Yeah, it's only come out for a while. But the last we when we went to see Black Panther, we saw a uh, ad for it, the trailer for it came on. Mm. And we're like, wow, need to see that. It looks really good. Oh, um, I'm actually looking at the trailer right now. Oh, fuck. This one dude. What show was that that I was watching? Oh, the Chai. Um, that was really good. And one of these, one of the characters looks like one of the guys from that show. Is it the same guy? I don't know. I have to do some research when we hop off. I'm not going to do it right now. See see what it's all about. Yeah, I uh I need to I need to catch up on some of my shows. I've been slacking lately. I just started sh- when I when I was sick, I started watching Ozark again. I got pretty mm-hmm. deep into that. That shit's good. Yeah, I don't really have any shows like that. Me neither, and I need to find some because I feel like it'll help me kill time. Definitely. Um I watch sports. Yep. Watch a lot of sports. That's about it. Yeah, sports and Rick and Morty. Yeah. Been watching a lot of cops lately, too. I don't know why. Maggie is, like, obsessed with cops, so it's just always on. Well, now that, like, I, you know, caved and got the new COD, I've just been playing that in my spare time, not watching shit. Yeah, that, too. I also just bought, um, oh, my God, we got this game for our Switch called It Takes Two, and it's about this this parent this mom and this dad and this little daughter and they're like breaking the news to the little daughter that they're getting a divorce and so she like pretty much is just like all right i'm gonna go play in my room and she has these little like clay dolls that she made out of uh like clay and they look like her parents 
And so you play as the clay dolls, like apparently, like it's just it's like a weird game, but it's fun. The clay dolls are the parents, like they're trapped in these clay doll bodies, and they have to like escape the house and like do all these things to like work together. And it's just like a dude, it's so fun. It had us crying last night. It was so funny. Like there's this there's this one where you have to like fight a vacuum cleaner that's alive, and you have like the girl character has a little hammerhead, and the guy character has nails that he shoots like a bow and arrow. And there's like all these challenges and like um, just work together types of games to like get through this house and like try and get back to like figuring out why they're the clay characters. It's it's so fun. But then I also got um, the new Pokemon game, so I've just been playing that and not watching anything. Yeah, I'm not a big watcher. I'm definitely more of a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to yeah, play yeah, yeah. not watch. Speaking of players, um, should we do our draft? Yeah, I mean, I no time like the present to do a little draft, right? Facts, facts, B. We haven't done one in a while, I feel like. No, nah, we haven't. Um, so on this episode of the Random Roommates Draft, that's our drop. <laughs> we will be drafting the rap album of the years. Not, you know, <laughs> what the Grammys say is a rap album of the year, which, first of all, I got beef. So you're telling me that DJ Khaled's album was dominated for rap album of the year? Dude, I want you to go on Google right now and look at the nominees, and I want to get your reaction because it is an atrocity outside of, like, two. Let me see. Um, The Grammy. Let's see. Oh, no, that's not it. Um, so the future album, I never liked you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's Grammy worthy. No, I didn't make my list, but I mean, it's fine. Jack Harlow, come home. The kids miss you. L. I haven't listened to a single song off that album. I don't that's not true Jack. i've listened I don't to like first ha- class yeah i mean yeah and i think it's because of that song dude the rest of the album is bad like it's not good i've only listened to first class because other people have played it yes it's never been played I don't on even, my phone. It's not on my shit um dj khaled god did l he's not a rapper kendrick lamar mr morale and the big steppers w push a t it's almost dry w i would say those are the only ones that's it. Here's my thing. Do they have a hip-hop album of the year? That's that is this... where DJ Khaled belongs. I... He is not a rapper. He's a trapper. Like, that <laughs> dude, he's, he doesn't rap. It's not a rap album. He makes no, beats. No, dude. He makes beats, and he, like, screams his own name on the beat. That's all he does. DJ Khaled! We the best music. It's so annoying, bro. Like, the Grammys are just, like... I mean, we, it's been like this for I don't even know how long, but it, it's just like, dude, the whole how do people take it serious? Up. It's so dumb, dude. The entire industry and the way like awards are given, like, dude, I could there's I mean, we're going to. But there's so much more music rap specifically that is Grammy worthy over DJ Khaled and like whatever group of people he got on his album. Like, All right. So you got the one oh one. You tell me what's the best one. I got the one oh one. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna, it's, ugh, fuck you, because the one is hard for me, because I have two that I want to pick at one. 
but I don't think you're going to pick either of them. So I'm going to go with Denzel Curry. Okay. Melt my eyes, see your future. Um, nope, I wouldn't have picked it. Dude, that album is just front to back, like an artistic, like it needs to be studied. That's how, that's how it, like. It needs to be listened to by me. Yes. Uh, dude, I'm begging you to listen to that album. Like, and actually like, don't listen to it like as background music, like wait, wait until you have time to sit down and listen to it or like you're in your car because yeah. it's from front to back. It's just beautiful, dude. Like you go through so many emotions listening to that album where it's like, you know, he's on some real shit and then he's turning it up and then he's like turning it up, but also like kind of putting a spin on it to where it's like, he's speaking real shit, but also like saying, Hey, I'm spitting real shit, but I'm making it sound so that it's like, you know, fun in in line with like the popular type of rap music today. Right. And he just does that the whole album, dude. And it's like, you don't know where the, the album starts and ends because it's just all one long just project. It's beautiful. Well, I'm glad that you, that you picked that one. Um, I think I know where you're going and because I know your pick is definitely on my list. I have, I have like two, I have two favorite albums from this year that are like definitely my favorites from this year. Yeah. Um, number one is soul sold separately by Freddie Gibbs. Um, that to me, I haven't listened to the Denzel Curry album. So, I mean, obviously right. I'm super biased because it's not even a possibility for me. Um, but that to me is my favorite album. I think, I just liked it so much. Um, and like talking to Waldo about it, he was like, the songs were a little short for me. But I don't mind that because then I can't get bored of a song. Like if I'm not vibing right. with a song, it's over quick. I liked all of his songs and like I, I just liked the way that it flowed. I thought they all sounded good. Um, that's probably got like the most replay value for me um, out of what I've heard this year. That's a solid pick. I was uh I knew that was on your list. I didn't think it would be your first pick though. Yeah. Um number two is actually hard. I'm kind of torn between two. Um so am I. So I have like five that I really like from this year. We can do uh, we can do a fifth as an honorable mention. Yeah, we we'll think about it. Um, with my number two, I'm gonna go with uh, Fullerin Two from Wale or Fullerin. Wow, okay, okay. I just thought I just like really appreciated that album, and I think it's because like I think Wale is like a little bit underrated, and I thought that that album was really nice. Like again, really good replay value. Like yeah, the whole I think that whole album was a good vibe. I respect it, dude. I only listened to it once and I've like gone back and listened to like one or two songs off of it here and now, but like it wasn't on my list. Yeah, I thought that album was, was really good. Like top to bottom, and there's not many skips. Bet. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it like front to back. Maybe I'll do it during work tomorrow or later tonight. Um, nice pick. My, so this, this, this is tough because I'm definitely torn, but I have two picks anyway. But like if I were to actually put them in a rank, two and three right. would be tough, tough to pick, but. Uh, my number two is going to be 2000 by Joey Badass. Yeah, I um, had that. That whole album to me is just like the epitome of how I like my rap music. You know, that jazzy kind of New York, like underground, classy, boom bap type of shit. Yeah. More so than like the trap music. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, dude, I I just like, I think Joey's an, an, uh, another one of those underappreciated artists. 
Like he doesn't he doesn't get the flowers he deserves, and he's still so young. He's only like twenty five years old. Um, and you can see from nineteen ninety nine to All American Badass to two thousand, just like how much he's matured as a person through his music. I really like All American Badass. I want to get that on vinyl pretty bad. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, dude, he's he's just like the epitome of like how I like my rap music, and he definitely didn't disappoint with this one. Um, and then my my third one might be a little bit of a curveball to our listeners, um, but I got to go with Gothic Luxury by Meech. Yeah, that album that album did a lot for me because my expectations were for, were were so high and lived up to to the hype. So, and also um, I think it was cool to see that he can like stand on his own without the Flatbush name. Right. So you actually made this pretty easy for me because 2000 was one of my five. Yeah. I have a bunch on here that I think are really good. But for me with my last two, um, I'm going with the forever story. Love me some Jid. Like I that thought was it was going to be my last one. I thought it was also like a really good album. Just, it's, you know, I, I thought I did a good job. I, I mean, there are some bangers on there. Like, he's got surround sound, but, I mean, that one dropped beforehand, which I don't love. Dude, but... you know what song I fucking... What's that, like, Blue? Is it called Blue? Like, Chronic Blue or something like that? Blue something. Blue, blue something. Um, hold on, I'm going to look what it up talking about. It's actually a pretty popular one off of that album. That's my favorite song off the album. I like that, and Crack Sandwich are my two favorites. And um, Brunnen M and Sissin M are good Brunnen too. This, that, right. But dude, like, like, okay. Good. And now you're like, wow, I'm at half of the fucking album, and these are <laughs> yeah. all songs that I really like. Right. Yeah. Like you didn't even name Surround Sound, and that's like the best banger on there. Yeah. He's um, dude, he's one another one of those artists, man. Like these are all guys that are Grammy like type of artists, not DJ yeah. Khaled and fucking Jack Harlow. No, they're <laughs> um and then with my number four, I'm going with Tana Talk Four by Benny the Butcher. Oh, uh, that's a good dude. That's a great pick. I didn't even have that on my list, but I love that pick. I'm almost mad I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think that album's really good. Like, I mean, Cole's got his feature on it, but whatever. I mean, Benny the Butcher's just it's a good song. But yeah, well, yeah. Dude, Benny the Butcher's a really good uh artist, and he's spitting bars and he's talking about like the real shit like in his life in that album, and like, like he's talking about like you know pushing weight, selling drugs and shit, and like. Also about how, like, people didn't want to see him succeed. They wanted to see him, like, on the corner so he could get their fix from him and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's I, I think it's a really good album. I think Benny's a really good rapper, and he's got, like, a special voice and style. It's yeah, almost, like, DMX-esque with, like, DMX, how it's, like, raspy like yeah. that. You know I love my raspy rappers, I know. too. Oh, dude. yeah. Well, Meech is your, is your number <laughs> two slash three. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, my for my number four, I'm I'm again I'm stuck between two, but I think this one this one isn't so much me thinking it's Grammy worthy. It's just got to be on my favorites list, and it's Final Days. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't come earlier. No, well, dude, that's the thing. Like, I hate how people can't like like two things can be true at once, right? Like, Logic can be a great rapper and like definitely hated on and underappreciated for like his artistic ability. But that doesn't mean like if I like he's like people can't separate favorite from like best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Vinyl Days is one of my favorite albums because of Logic and I'm a fan of him. And it's like he put the type of work that I like that comes from him into that project. And it's like, you know, Aaron Judge is on it, like all these like 
pop culture icons that I grew up with liking. So I'm like naturally going to like it. But like, I don't think it's on the same level, like as like a deep artistic wise as like Denzel Curry or Meech, where he's like talking about like important issues while still making right. like great, like his writing is just like different, like logic spitting bars because it's like, Oh, that's a bar. But like Denzel and, and Meech are like talking about real shit and like real Freddie's shit. doing the same thing. Like Freddie's talking about like his come up through, you know, selling crack and, and like his, his gangster life compared to, you know, logic's just kind of having fun with like an old school vinyl sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I still no, think I it's that. really good. I still think it's really good. Like we got a bunch of we got thirty tracks on it, so it was, he was pretty much just like, "Yeah, fuck it." Like, not going to be picky about what goes on it. I'm just going to do what I'm doing in the moment and make an album out of it. And I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So, what were your honorable mentions? Honorable mentions were the was the Dreamville tape that that, that they put out earlier this year. Earth um, Gang. No, oh, no, was, Dreamville. They put out that Revenge of the Dreamers that had um. D Day, a Gangsta Grills tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that um, was on there. They had stick on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. That, that, that shit was fun. Actually, that was yeah, fun. It was fun. Earth um, Gang I, was one of my honorable mentions. They put out Ghetto Gods, and I thought that was yeah, a really good album, too. Yeah, and they're they're always a good vibe, too. They're not always yeah. music that I'm like want to listen to it all the time. Or like, you know, J. Cole, if any J. Cole comes on, I'll listen to it at any time. But like, if I'm in the mood for some Earth Gang, dude, Earth Gang hits. Hits. Yeah. Um, uh, another honorable mention was, I mean, it doesn't really count as like a new album, but the um, the album that Eminem put out as like his encore two almost. Okay, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't have that one. Um, but that was just because it was like, it was like hearing all of his like best songs from like 2010 on. You know, it's like his right. second best of uh, album. So I'm I'm always gonna be that's always gonna be there on me. Um, and then if not now, when by Russ. I didn't um, even it was, that. It was a short. It was. It's only an EP. It's only like five songs, four songs long. Um, but that one was really good. Um, and then Russ's other one, uh, Chomp Two. Yeah, Chomp Two was good. Chomp Two is, I think, one of the most underappreciated albums in Probably. recent memory. Dude, didn't make my list. Um, my honorable mentions are Intergalactic by Kid Cudi. Uh, from a bird's eye view by Corday. I like Corday. I think he's got a nice. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. I forgot he put that out. Um, I don't really go back and listen to him much, but no, I, I respect him. But it's good. I, respect I like him a lot. I yeah. like Corday's vibe. I like just overall him as as an artist. I I like most of the stuff that he puts out. Yeah, if I see a song come out and he's on it, or it's like a single from him, like I always go out of my yeah. way to listen to it. Yeah. Um, I had Kendrick's album on there. I thought it was. I mean, it's grown on me a bit. I think it's solid, but like, I don't know. It doesn't hit like damn hit for me. Like when damn came out and I was like, oh, this is like a good out. Like all the, like I would go back and listen through it front to back like multiple times. I just can't. I haven't found myself being like that excited about this one with it. No, it's not that exciting. And I don't know if that's because the expectations were high because it's like the first Kendrick you're getting in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or like what? But but look what Joey did. I mean, he went the same amount of time without dropping mu- uh, an album as Kendrick did because they dropped damn in all American badass at like the same time. And then, Oh really? Yeah. And then these two albums at around the same time. Interesting. Um, and then I also had, uh, God doesn't make mistakes by Conway the machine. I didn't even, I haven't even listened to that one. Yeah. Honest. I listened to that one when it came out. I think Conway's pretty good too. I like I'll get down with that bull. Yeah. Um, who's that one guy that's on the Joey badass song, brand new nine 11, uh, West side boogie. I don't know. I'll look it up for you. 
you gotta dude it his rap style is like it sounds so childish but it's so good like he's always that one who's like screaming like crazy ad libs and stuff and he just sounds like a like a screechy pirate almost it is west side i think it is west side boogie no west side gun oh west side gun yeah Dude, he's you got to go back, like check some of his music out because it's it's fun. It's nothing crazy. Like you're not gonna be sitting there like, oh, let's bars, but like it just sounds fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dude, not a bad list. So you had uh, Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, Joy Badass, Two Thousand, uh, Meech with Gothic Luxury, and Logic with Vinyl Days, and I had Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. Wale but with Falarin 2, J.I.D. The Forever Story, and Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4. That's, dude, that's how you fucking curate a, a rap list of albums of the year. Yeah. That's how it's done. And see, we did that in, what, 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Not even, dude. I'm pretty sure it took us much like, less than 10 minutes like, to, like, to uh, draft those. Like, dude, fucking... All you need is somebody who listens to rap music. You know what I mean? Like, who's making these picks for the Grammys? I think they need to have more nominees, too. Like, five nominees doesn't feel like enough. No. Especially with the amount of music that's being dropped every year. Exactly. Like, it should be... They should make it ten, right? Like, these eight... The Kendrick album... And then throw another one in there. Yeah. I mean... I don't even know why there has to be a limit. Why isn't it just a vote of all the albums? Yeah, that's true. Like, why even have nominees? Just let all the voters pick their favorite album from the year. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, like, why? Dude, this is what it needs to be. It needs to be like a a worldwide thing where it's like you sign up on a website and you just go out and fill out a whole like survey of like your picks. And it's just like an album of the year that was decided by a democracy popular vote of people who listen to music. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It's the same way with like all-star voting and yeah. sports. And it's fucking, like, um, not, not so much all-star voting. Cause like a, the fan vote matters a lot for all-star voting. Right. But, but like, like award for the seasonal voting. awards. Yeah. 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 You have a, a few people who for some reason or another are, they get a vote. Right. Because there's some kind no, of analyst, and they're probably not very good at it. They have some sort of connection to somebody that they know in, in, inside. It's dumb, dude. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's all just industry bullshit. It is. Um, but at the same time, that like prevents people from being like, oh, I'm just going to vote for my favorite player. Yeah, that's true. And then you get like Aaron Judge wins the World Series every single year because there's more, or wins the MVP every single year because there's more Yankees more fans, fans than any other fan. That's true, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to fix that for sure because you'd get a bunch of like 13 year olds voting for people that are just like. Yeah, like, you have fucking p- Kids Bop getting fucking album of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Kids Bop, Grammy nominated or Grammy winning fucking album. Kids Bop 47. <laughs> Now that's what I call music 22. <laughs> no, we're way past 22. I'm pretty sure I had 22 like 10 years ago. Damn. I was thinking nah, definitely by the year. 2022 is maybe we'll go with that. No, they definitely don't make that anymore. <laughs> you don't think so? That, you think they make a now that's what I call music like playlist on streaming services? Streaming pretty much fucking dissipated their, their company. 
because they were a CD. Um, oh my what god, what they are now Dude, is there's just like so a pop- many. Now that's what I call music 100. What for 20 bucks at Walmart? They're still making CDs, yeah, brother. Dude, you think people, you think people don't buy fucking CDs? They shouldn't. Not new ones, at least. I mean, I guess we buy new records, but still, that's more of like a novelty idea. Do you think CDs are going to be like records in 20 years from now? Where people collect CDs? Dude, I have. I used to have this one partner, and he said that he probably has like over 6,000 CDs. Where the fuck does he keep them all? Uh, in his office and in the basement. Oh my god, dude. He's like, dude, like I'm not with the streaming shit. I don't understand the Bluetooth. Like I'm very old school. He's like, I just, I get a CD. How old is this dude? He's probably like in his fifties. You get kicked out of the firm at fifty-five. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's probably, he's probably in his fifties. Um, and well, I guess that depends. You get kicked out after a certain number of years. Right. So if you start later, maybe you don't get kicked out at fifty-five. But like since I started pretty much right out of college, I'll get kicked out at fifty-five. Right. Um and but he's like, Yeah, dude, I have all these fucking CDs. He's like, I, I don't not really with like the streaming stuff, like I'm not really about that. I don't really understand the Bluetooth. He's like, I don't think it sounds as crisp as the C D does. He's like, So I just like, you know, I have like you know, an old radio fucking in my office and I just listen to CDs all day. Yeah, I mean good for him, but there's no way a CD sounds better than a fucking audio file. It probably sounds grainier, right? Like it's similar to vinyls, right? I mean, you dude, you remember say, having CD and it would move and it would skip. Yeah, There's but what no if way it that... doesn't. What do you mean? Like, what if you got the perfect radio player or like CD player? Yeah, but still, like you're capped out at efficiency at a CD. Like with audio files, you, there's just so much more ingenuity and like innovation going into the amount of editing you can do and diff- with different sound waves and stuff like that. Like I feel like. I mean, I don't know how that shit works, so don't quote me on it, but like you're like pressing music into like something that's solid is going to keep it at that state forever, you know what I mean? That's true. It's never going to get better. I think that well, I don't think something that's like streaming is going to get better either. This is their artist is going to put their song out. Yeah, but the way that music is made is going to get better. Like there's new production tools being created every single day that makes sound that's true. quality better. That's true. Um but I think there's like something to it, like being tangible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for like sure. being I mean, something that, that you touch. That's the whole reason like collecting records is so fun. Like I, I like listening to music on records more than I like listening to music just in like headphones, but you know, you yeah, can't carry a record player around. It's not a higher quality. Right. It's just the fact that you're listening to that music pressed onto vinyl where it's like more of like a, yeah. like you said, tangible feeling. Yeah. Vibes and you get random shit, dude. Lex and I were decorating the tree the other day. We listened to fucking uh, OG Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer soundtrack on vinyl. Ooh, that's um, fire. And then when that finished up, we listened to uh, Jimmy Dean's Christmas album, which has a bunch of bangers on it. Jimmy um, Dean, like the breakfast sandwich? It's spelled it's spelled D-E-E-N. I don't know if that's how oh. the breakfast sandwich spells no. it. Breakfast is um, DEA. No, nah, but like both of those are like from the eighties. I got them at the record store last year. I was looking for um I was looking for albums for Lex at the at the at the record stores and they had like a Christmas box and it's fucking 
OG Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and this old-ass Jimmy Dean album. They were each like two or three dollars. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. Now we have like some old like Christmas classics to throw on while we're doing Christmas things in the house. I'm I'm with that. Yeah, dude. They uh, we were looking at them like what, two weeks ago before we left for Thanksgiving at the record store um, that we went to when you were here, and they had a bunch of stuff like that. And I was like, I should come in here and just spend like fifteen bucks on like three or four records just to have for like stuff like that. Like there was one, it was um Winnie the Pooh's like Halloween songs or something. You should have got like, it, dude. I should have, dude. It was like an orange record too. It was really cool. But how much was it? I didn't look. I was just I looking at like all double. the old shit. <laughs> it was sixteen thousand dollars. Don't matter. <laughs> don't matter. Don't care. Yep, I'll pay you double. <coughs> Lex literally loves Winnie the Pooh. That's her favorite thing. Oh, really? Yeah. She like poo or like just the she, overall. No, she likes poo. Overall, she likes everybody, but she loves Piglet, poo. Tigger, all that. Because he's so kind. Did you see the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that came out a few months ago? Should we watch it? I hate Winnie the Pooh. I haven't seen it, but it's literally about a murderous like Winnie the Pooh. Like, what's his name? Tom? Is the kid's name Tom? I have no idea. He comes back after like twenty years to the woods that they were all in, and they like hate him for leaving or whatever. And like him and his girlfriend just get like hunted down by like Piglet and Winnie Pooh. Wow, it's not animated either. It's like real life people. Real life fucking bears and pigs hunting people down. Should, should I send her the trailer for it and be like, hey, heard you like Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, you should. <laughs> this, should gonna... be, this will be right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. She'll have nightmares for fucking ever if you watch that movie. Dude, it's uh, it's disturbing for sure. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to ruin my childhood. But We would watch Peaky Blinders and she would have nightmares from watching Peaky Blinders. I would guarantee you that gory fucking Winnie the Pooh slaughtering this dude the slasher Winnie the Pooh are gonna, are gonna give her nightmares and like significantly ruin her childhood. And it's all because like the, I guess the rights to Winnie the Pooh were like like the time was up for whoever owned them before so like they were able to make this movie without getting sued. Interesting. And they actually went and did it. How fucked up do you have to be? <laughs> Out of all the things you could make. That's just somebody's got too much time and too much money. Yeah, I guess so. I think oh, uh, on Friday I'm going to take the day off, go hit the slopes. First day, the mountain's open. Ooh. You guys Ooh. got any snow? Nope. It rained today. <laughs> that might be worse for the slopes. Yeah, I'm just hopeful. Um, there's definitely a chance that I get there and they're like, oh, we're not opening today. We got no snow. Yeah, that's tough. I but need to figure out. Um, then I'll just drive home. I need to figure out a way to get my stuff from your house. Um, and also on top of that, Jake and I were talking um, two weeks ago when we were golfing about doing a trip this this uh, winter to like Boone, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think it's like three hours from us, or obviously right. closer for me. But um, and we're gonna see if all the boys wanted to make a trip out there for like three or four days, just do some shredding. I could be interested. Um, I have like a busy winter; it's annoying. Really? Doesn't your busy season start like in January too? No, nah, I don't have the busy season anymore. Oh, that's right. Nice, um, dude. That is nice. <laughs> um. I'm going to go to Waldo's between Christmas and New Year's like we've always done in the past. Just get a couple days in. Um, 
And then going away in January for a weekend. I'm not allowed to say what it's for because it's a surprise and I don't know who listens to this podcast. So I can't really any surprises. It's for um, me. I know it is. And then the week after that, I go to Houston for three days for training. Um, And then I feel like I'm doing something in February. But I'm not to San 100%... Diego with me? Nah. Not 100% sure what. And then in March, we have the bachelor party. Yeah, and then it's not even winter anymore. And then it's not winter. I just need to get I need to get some some time on the you slopes. Gotta, you got to get the time in. I actually just bought an Epic Pass. It, I spent so I spent two hundred and sixty bucks, right? And it's basically five lift tickets to any of their locations. Sister Mountains, yeah, yeah. They have like um, I did the smallest one. It's twenty two mountains, but I get Jack Frost, which is the closest to me. Um, Seven Springs, which I think is over by your mom. Um, and like, like a few other ones in PA, a f- maybe like four mountains in New Hampshire, but only one that I'm going to go to. Um, that's like an hour and change from Waldo and is, is good size. There's another one that's like an hour from Waldo, but he's like, dude, it's really small. Like I, if you're coming all the way up here, I wouldn't recommend going there. Um, but I basically get five days and at, for 260 bucks total. Dude, I'm, so I'm flying home December 19th for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sophia's boyfriend, Quinn, was asking me at Thanksgiving, like, if, if I wanted to go snowboarding when I would be home. So you should come up for a day, like, maybe Before the 20th Christmas? or 21st. Yeah, and then we can go. We can hit the mountain for a day. I could be especially into that. If, especially if you've got that pass, we can just go to the mountain that for your pass, and then yeah. you don't have to pay a lift ticket. I'm, I'm pretty sure Seven Springs is out that way. It might be more like towards Harrisburg. I mean, Harrisburg is 20 minutes from us, so it's not bad. Because I know that's the one that four used to always go to. Yeah. Um. Just gotta hope there's I snow. Be interested. Yeah. They'll, they should be making it by then. Yeah, that's true. It's still like a month away. Yeah. But so a one day pass to Jack Frost, because uh, I was I'm obviously going on Friday, was eighty bucks. So Is I'm that like, a dude, lot? Got, it's uh it's a decent amount jack frost like isn't that great so i didn't expect it to be that much it's not a huge mountain yeah um but with the epic pass it's i got five days for 260 that's like 52 bucks a day oh that's not bad at all dude and the only reason it would have been even less but i paid more to get um holidays included because i know that i'm going to be in waldo at waldo's right during those holiday prices are going to be rates. jacked yeah so i'm like all right i'll spend one day at Sunapee at Waldo's and then I won't have to pay outrageous prices for holiday rates. Yeah, that's smart. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm saving money. It's so funny how like you go so quickly from playing golf to snowboarding in the Northeast. No, I'm still trying to play some golf. <laughs> I know. It's like the fact that you can do that still is crazy. Um, I played golf not too long ago. I think I played last weekend. Yeah, did you ever end up putting your score in the birdies app? I did. I shot a 96. Nice. That's not bad. Um, I shot a 51 on the front and then a 45 on the back. Uh, I started out pretty well, but then I had like three or four holes in a row where my drive was just terrible. Um, And that really ruined my score. I went double, triple, triple, double. Oof, so dude. I didn't love that. 
Dude, yeah, that- when I started, first hole is a par five. And first of all, this place was pretty much empty and I was playing by myself, which I fucking love playing by myself. Um, I'll definitely be going back there. And it's a par five, first hole, and I fucking hit a bomb. And I was like, dude, let's fucking go. Um, ended up bogeying, and then next hole's a par three, bogeyed. Um, and then the rest of the front nine is par fours until you get to eight and nine. Eight's a par three. Eight's a par three, but it's like 165 yards, and it's like over water, and it drops off bad. I sent that video in Classified. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's that par three, and then you finish with a dogleg right par five. So it's like five, three, four, 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 three, five. That's the whole front nine. And so I didn't really love that setup, how it's like you start and end with par three, par five, and it's all par fours in the middle. Right. Um, but it was a solid course. It wasn't bad. Um, I shot decent on the back. My best drive of the day easily was hold ten, the first which is also a par five. <laughs> and I, dude, dude, I fucking pimped this thing. The par fives where you can just let loose on the tee box is so fun, especially when you do hit a piss missile yeah. like that. And then, so that there was that par five, right? And then there was a par three right after that, which I was fucking, I was so bad on, but I ended up only getting a double bogey, which I wasn't too upset. And then there was a par four that was way shorter than I thought. And I hit a fucking piss missile drive and it, I, I came up like 20 yards short of the green. I almost hit onto the four. Some in front of me um, just cause like they were all in the green. So I was like, dude, I'm good. And then right. I almost <laughs> fucking drove the green. Um, but then, and then it was bunkers and then the green. And I, that's usually where I shit the bed. But nah, dude, up and down, two puff for par. I was like, let's fucking Ooh. go, baby. Um, that's the best feeling, dude, when you can string like two or three holes together when you're playing like consistent yeah. golf. Yeah. When Jake and, then- and I played, um, I had one hole where I was like kind of coming off like a stretch of two or three holes where I went like par, bogey, par. And it was a par five and it was the 11th hole. So it was like right after the turn. And I ended up birdieing the hole, dude. And I was like, after that, I was like, bro, I just had like three holes where I parred two and then birdied one. Like I'm on pace to break my personal record. And then after that, dude, it was like triple. I think I had an eight on one hole and then like another triple. And then I went like bogey the rest of the way. And that just like those three holes just fucked me. Dude, it was nice. See, like, I didn't even think about, like, how I was playing. Like, I knew I was, like, having, like, a decent day. I was like, whatever, dude. I'm not keeping, like, I'm keeping my score, but I'm not, like, adding it up. So I have no clue where I'm at. And it was pretty nice. Like, I I would just write my score down on the scorecard. So I couldn't, like. Keep it moving. I couldn't see, like, I don't know how how the 18 birdies does it. I think they show you, like, how much over you are throughout the round, right? So, like, I didn't, like, and then I get down to to the end and I'm like, Oh, if I can get a par here, if I can get just a bogey instead of a double bogey, then I'll be like breaking a hundred. You know what I mean? Right. And I will. So like, I will. I will say though, like when you do keep scoring eighteen birdies, you can do like you do your score, and then it'll say like green and regulation, fairways hit. So I like to have those stats. That's why I do just like put it in as soon as I finish it up. But like yeah, you said, it's tough. It's tough to like have that in your head. Exactly. Um, it was nice. And dude, playing by myself, I just fucking was listening to some tunes. Like I didn't bring a speaker or anything, but I just like had my phone playing. Like it was a vibe. Yeah, I uh I w- yeah, dude, playing alone is nice, especially like even not even just like alone, but when you went with Lex in Arizona, like that just having like someone there and not necessarily like playing against them or like, you know, just 
only focusing on your game and like being in that state of mind for golf, dude, makes you like play better. Obviously, when I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> playing with Lex was funny because she's like on her phone the whole time, right? So it's like she's playing music, but then she was also like listening or like watching like Instagram reels or TikToks and shit. So it was like just music and like i'm kind of like vibing to the music and then all of a sudden i fucking hear this like random annoying ass fucking lady talking and like as i'm in my backswing and i'm like this is horrendous (laughs) just over the speaker no she was we didn't have a speaker so just like just like all coming out of her phone and then there was one time i was i remember i was like getting ready to hit like a little like chip shot to get up on the green and like the music's playing like i'm vibing and then like as i'm about to take my backswing she just like pauses the music because she thought it was gonna like she thought that the music was gonna get in my head and fuck me up even though it was like keeping me like in a rhythm you know what i mean right right um and i was like bro why did you pause that music yeah the the now pausing and like this over the green <laughs> the abruptness of it is what fucks you up not like yeah. the noise itself yeah that's like when when you're on the tee box and it's quiet and then someone starts to talk when you're on your backswing and then like, that's what fucks you up, not like the fact that they talked. Like if they were talking the whole time, like if sometimes talking the whole time, if they're talking the whole time, I'll step up and hit my hit my ball. Like that doesn't bother me, but it's when I get to like here and then I hear a noise that I wasn't expecting. I'm like, hey, what was that? And then I'm swinging it like a baseball bat. When we were in Myrtle, there was uh, one tee box. Uh, Tim was like, he he was like, you know, had, he was ready to hit, take his tee shot. And like we're all being quiet, and like he's like about to take his backswing, and AJ just lets out this mean fart, and he just like, <laughs> dude, he just dropped his head and just started like, and just like laughing. He was just like, dude, I can't, I can't be fucking starting my backswing with a. <laughs> AJ just like so whatever, true. dude. It was a fucking, it was a dog at the turn. <laughs> Probably was too. They put a him in chili on it. Uh, it was so we had that day was that was we played Kings North on Monday. That was when I drove home, so we had our early round. So yeah. like, and it was cold. So like we just like, I mean, we snagged call or I snagged the coffee before the round started, and then got like a refill in the front nine, and then we you know had Lex drop off balls because we thought I started the day with four balls at Kings North, and I was like, these are going to be gone. Um, <laughs> and so like grab balls and i was like all right like let's um like i was like aj you're not gonna get a dog and he's like nah and then owen walked out with two dogs so then aj i'm in there like trying to get one and i see aj walk in and then after i order aj gets two and i'm like aj you went from no dogs to two dogs two dogs owen got two and they look pretty good you know so (laughs) they are good dogs there they do their their dogs are like slightly too big for the buns yeah those little ends poking out yeah, and it's like yeah. it's a little bit too thick, and the bun doesn't stay together well enough on the back, so it like slides through, and then so you have like legitimately bottom bun, top bun, and then both sides you got dogs showing. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. hard to keep it centered when you're trying to eat it. Yeah, you gotta. I go nub nub. Yeah, just gotta nub both sides. But I just got uh, I just got one and like some chips, and I fucking housed the dog real quick before we even started on the back nine. And AJ was like, all right, I ate one dog. I got another dog. I might save it. And he's like, yeah, I'm fucking throwing this thing out, bro. Like, it's got me gassed in the motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. You want to talk about the birds and maybe, like, some fantasy football? Yeah, fuck yeah. The birds are pretty good. Sitting at 10-1. and one. Um, 
I mean, Jalen Hurts just broke the record for the most rushing yards by a quarterback in a game and in a quarter, and he passed Michael Vick to be the highest, the most rushing yards by a quarterback in Eagles franchise history. He already passed Michael Vick? Yeah. Wow, that's wild. Which means that he also already passed Donovan McNabb and uh, Randall Cunningham. That's crazy. I love it, dude. I fucking love Jalen Hurts. He's, like, very much become my favorite player. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this – the other day when like last year the end of last year when we were like a fringe playoff team you and i were both saying like dude jalen hurts like is could be our guy like he's he's got the capabilities to be our guy like he just needs to learn to throw the ball deep better and like get his get his passing down and like he's gonna be a stud and he's like done that and more dude yeah his passing has improved tremendously this year did, did you see that play um where he was trying to find quez in the back corner of the end zone where he scrambled he scrambled uh, out like 15 yards and it came back and then just like lolly popped it into the back of the end zone from like 45, 50 yards away. And it wasn't was this? A, this was the last game against the Packers. Really? I should remember it because I was there. Dude, it was a it was one of the best throws I've ever seen in my life, bro. He put it on this man's fingertips back of the end zone while scrambling and into like double coverage. And Thank it was a, it was a tough cut. Like Quez Watkins probably isn't making that catch, but like. If we had like a prime Julio or like a, like if that was AJ Brown, there's a chance he makes that catch. Right. It was literally corner of the end zone. His feet were like in perfectly timed, like off his fingertips, and it was like, Damn. I was like, dude, that was that was beautiful. <laughs> I thought he was throwing it away. He just casually dropped a fucking dime piece. Yeah, dude. Lex and I snagged tickets on Saturday. We sat section two twenty five. We were like, our seats were like, you were at the literally, game. Yeah. Our seats oh, were shit. like literally at midfield, like we were like we were pretty much on the midfield line. We were like the middle of our row, um, and I think we were like row fifteen. We paid one thirty after fees, and I was like, dude, that's not bad at all, considering like all season, no total or each, but considering all season tickets were like no less than one eighty or two hundred for nosebleeds, and we got like solid seats for one thirty a piece, and then. Kate texted Lex and was like, hey, like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, do you think, like, Jason and I come down and see you? And we were like, actually, we're going to the game, um, but we could do dinner before. And Kate was like, well, maybe I'll get tickets for Jason. And so she did because Jason's an Eagles fan and he's never been to a football game before. So, like, and he didn't even know. And Kate just, like, packed him some extra clothes and shit like that and then came down and then, like, surprised him with this football game. So we all, like, went and we didn't really tailgate um, because Kate and Jason – don't drink and Lex can't. Um, So we just went down there early and sat in Lex's car while it rained and I drank and we all hung out. Dude. And what a game you guys picked to go to. We had Packers fans right in front of us, dude. So like, they were like, they weren't like chirping or like, they weren't being nasty or anything, but they're like, obviously like cheering when the Packers were doing well. And it was like an exciting game the whole way, like a fun shootout. Got to see a little bit of Jordan love. Yeah, dude, it was good. It was a good time. And then, you know, birds get a win. Everybody goes down happy. Goes yeah. happy. We got the Titans this week. Um, gonna be tough. Gonna be a tough game with Derrick Henry running down our throats. I think we. Ha- I think the rest of our season is pretty tough, honestly. Um, I was we got at the Giants and the and the Cowboys again, at least, right? We got the Giants twice and the Cowboys. So we got this is the rest of our schedule: uh, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants, and like the Bears are looking good now. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not at a point where I feel threatened by them at by any means, but like, you know, no, but we, they we can did move lose the ball to the commanders, so yeah. 
Um, the Giants, I think, Giants and Cowboys obviously are going to be big games for everyone involved. But yep, um, we beat the, if we beat the Titans pretty handily, dude, then I'm I'm already good. yeah, I'm pretty much already looking forward to the playoffs. I would like to go four and two over these six games at least. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, finish the season at fourteen and three, probably the one seed. Yep. I'd like to I get mean, the one seed just so we don't we get a buy. Because only one team gets a buy. One seed would be nice. I think we're we're pretty much in the driver's seat for that now. Um, I mean, we're only one game ahead of the Vikings, though. Like, we're ten and one. The Vikings are nine and two. What's the Vikings schedule look like? I don't know. I didn't have that ready. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, the Vikings have. The Vikings should probably win the rest of their games. <laughs> Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. Hey, but there are a few teams in there that you can't really sleep on, dude. The Lions are looking good. And they had they have been looking good since the beginning of the year. They put up what 35 against us? Their offense is good. Their defense can't do fucking shit. Yeah. Their offense but, puts I mean, up points. Their defense is like That's kind of the same thing open. with the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings defense isn't terrible. They've like Patrick Peterson. They have a good D line. Like they're not that bad. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But I w- I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop one or two of those games. Yeah, me either. Um, but we'll see. It should it should be fun, dude. So right now, if the if the playoffs started today, the three NFC wild card spots would be Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Yeah, that's wild. The whole fucking division is making the playoffs. I hope it ends like that, too. I hope we end the one seed and the Cowboys, Giants, and the Commanders all make it. It's going to be tough because there's a lot of divisional games at the end of the season. So, like, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other. L's. Yeah. Like, like, the, like yeah, by default, too, those yeah. teams are going to have to take L's. Right. Like, when we beat the Cowboys and the Giants twice, like, you know, that might affect them. That might switch things up a little bit. The Giants, I saw, are actually, like, plus 110 to make the playoffs on at the sports books and they're like minus 150-ish to not make the playoffs the giants yeah even though they're in a playoff yeah. spot right now just the way i guess the rest of their season shakes out and they have no fucking receivers yeah dude they need some receiver help bad i was actually telling don that the other day i was like you guys are a good team you just need like your one like you need like your aj brown of the team and they've just been all their receivers have been getting hurt Saquon's yeah. been solid though, and their defense has been really good. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones hasn't been terrible either. No, nah, he's been protecting the ball way more than in years past. I feel like. Yeah. Yep. The Giants have Washington, Philly, Washington, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Philly. So that's, that's tough. A, that's dude. a tough go for them. Yeah. They have four divisional games plus the Vikings, who are nine and two, and then the Colts. They should probably beat the Colts. They should probably beat the Colts. But we barely beat the Colts. We Yeah, that's true. But didn't the so, Colts just lose to Pittsburgh? I think so. It was yeah, close. The Colts are such a weird team. Um. Yeah, they lost by a touchdown. I don't know what they're doing. It's going to be a fun... Uh, Few, last few weeks of the season, dude. That's for sure. Especially for uh, NFC East fans. 
Um, I'm just hoping that like my fantasy team can get it together. Which one? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> um, your Orcus team squeaked out a win. Orcus team squeaked out a win, and that puts me in a fucking uh, playoff spot. Yeah, right now, if uh, the season ended today, you and I would be playing each other in the first round. Really? Are you scared? Yep. Nope. Shaking in your boots yet? Not yet. Well, you should be. Um, Yeah, my Orchids team. So I got Emery this week. If I can beat Oh, I pretty much have to win out. That's the way I'm looking at it. Who else do you have to play? Um, so I have Emery next week, and then Waldo the week after that. Okay. I mean, Waldo's team is kind of on a, a climb now, but he's still sitting in 10th place, 11th place. Waldo's team... He's 4-8. and eight. He's 4-8, and eight, he's in 11th, and here's the thing, because I'm looking at our Week 14 matchup. Marcus Mariota and Aaron Rodgers are both on bye. Alvin Kamara's on by. His defense is on by. But he does have Kenneth Walker, who's nice. Yeah. He might be rookie of the year. He might be. I got money on him and Damian Pierce both to be rookie of the year. Damian Pierce has kind of uh, let up on the gas pedal a little bit the last few weeks, but I think that's more game script than anything. Yeah, Damian Pierce was my preseason rookie of the year bet. Um, just because it was like, oh, he's going to be the starter. So I was like, all right, let's go and like throw that in. And then Kenneth Walker was my mid-season rookie of the year bet. Yeah. What uh, odds did you get Kenneth Walker at? Let me take a look, Ski. I got my sports books back. Uh, back up to a uh, not terrible amount. I have my my FanDuel account was under a hundred bucks. It was down like fifty bucks, dude. It's never that low. Ugh, you sound like me. It's okay. The U.S. got a win. They helped me out. Now I'm... And you hit that nice little parlay on DraftKings. Yeah, for 200. Um, I'm at 150 right now, but I got a couple bets out tonight. Um, So that might might go up. I was at like 170 or 180 earlier today. Let's see if I can find this Kenneth Walker bet. I got him at plus 160. It's not bad. No. Um... I mostly did it because it's plus odds, right? So I threw, I put $5 on Damian Pierce before the season started at plus 1100. So that would have been five to win 55. Yeah. And then I threw, all right, I'll throw five on Kenneth Walker at plus 160. I'll win eight, but I'll just saw net three bucks, which does, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I covered my losses. Right. It's really all I was trying to and do at that point. Most likely going to be one of those two guys. Exactly. I need Derrick Henry to not be fucking hurt. Is he hurt now? Uh, he got hurt last week. Bad? Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. I would like for him to not be hurt bad. Well, I have his backup in Orchid, so... If he is hurt, I'll be fine. Um, I have money on him leading the league in rushing yards. And he's now 100 and yards and change behind Josh Jacobs. 
I mean, yeah, after the fucking week that Josh Jacobs just had, makes sense. He's 111. 111 behind. And Derrick Henry... He had what? He had 38 yards this week against Cincinnati. Ew, that's gross. Josh Jacobs had like 230. I could have swore I saw that he got that he got hurt, but I guess I made that part up. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe just because he was so bad. That could also be it. You never know. I mean, he can fuck around and have a day against Philly, though. That's the thing. Yeah, and like the chances that 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 he does are are not slim. No, especially coming off a bad week with thirty eight yards, he might go for buck fifty. Yep, and two touchdowns. Um, Jordan Davis is uh they've activated his twenty one day return window, so that's Love that. Um, I mean, on top of the two signings that we made to kind of bolster up the middle of the D line, I like it. I would wouldn't be upset if we went and got Malcolm Jenkins. He says that he's strong and he's in good shape and like he's been working out and he's he's ready to kind of fill that role. And CJ Garner Johnson has a last rated kidney and he's out for a while. I think Malcolm would be great to just dude plug him in. Dude, great clubhouse guy too. Yeah, yeah. Knows great the city well. Guy. Like why not? Yeah, knows the city, knows how to win a fucking Super Bowl, like great leader, great veteran. Bring him in. Help us fucking get over the hump. Yeah, I don't hate that that idea at all, honestly. Nah. Um, and Dallas Goddard is eyeing a week 15 return, which would be huge. Let me sneak into those Orchids fucking playoffs, baby. I'll see you in week one. And Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts are going to fucking stack attack on your head. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hey, take your time, King. We want you back healthy for the playoffs. Don't feel like you need to be back for that healthy week 15 match. <laughs> uh, that's good though, dude. I feel like, uh, he, you can definitely see the, um, the, the hole that is not having Dallas Goddard in our offense. Yeah. I feel like he's just always there as like a, like a good release valve. Yeah. Fantastic re- release valve for Jalen. Um, but the fact that we're still, you know. Rolling. Rolling and rushing for 200 yards and a quarter without him. <laughs> yeah. It's a good um, sign. So, yeah, I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting in sixth. The last playoff spot at six and six. Just got you got to keep it rolling, motherfucker. Dude, I just got to keep getting some wins. It's tough I out need, in these streets. I uh, I took a tough Waldo loss with him not beating Sean because Najee got hurt. Because I would have taken that second place back and gotten my first round bye. But now that um, Dylan and Sean are playing each other next week, I'm still gonna probably be stuck in third unless I don't. Like pop off, dude. I, I put hope up you a get lot a of fucking win. And... Yeah, me too. I'm beating. I'm playing Carl. I think next week. You are this week. Carl is seventh, so he's one spot behind me at five and seven. I'm fighting him off for you. Please do. Hey, you came through this week for me. I'll come through this week for you. I need TJ to come through to too and beat Jake. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I don't know if that's gonna happen. If you beat Carl. TJ beats Jake and I beat Emery. I'll have a playoff spot locked up. Like mathematically? Yeah. Because so Carl, Jake, and Emery are all five and seven. They're seven, eight, nine. Yep. Right? So if they all lose, they'll be five and eight. And if I win, I'll be seven be and seven six and with six. one week to go. 
Yep. Things need to fall. Things need to fall. Make them fall. Um, TJ's yeah, had a tough I can't, year. I can't, dude. Yeah, I can't believe that we're already in, going into week thirteen. That's crazy. Shit is flying by. Yeah, dude, it is. Um, are you in sleeper keeper? Yes, I am. Yeah, I think you I'm are. in third place. Yeah, you are. Um. I'm sitting in seventh right now at six and six. But Wilson, Emery, me, and Sean are all six and six. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, dude. I'm playing Clay this week. We're fucking both we're fifty percent projected to win. I uh dude, wow. I'm in third place, but I don't even have twelve hundred points scored. No, you've like a little bit more than me. I've gotten a few wins in this league. I've just like scraped by with low scoring weeks, but the other team just happened to be worse. Dude, Waldo in my my Yahoo league with like all my boys from home, Waldo's in that one. He has the second least points for. He's in fourth. Oh my god. Yeah. Just crazy, getting crazy nice matchups. Apparently. I'm in fucking 10th. No, I'm in 11th. I've got more points than him. Wow, that's tough. That's a tough go. Yeah, the fantasy has been tough for me this year because I drafted a lot of Javonta Williams, who was like not good and then tore his ACL. And I drafted a lot of Brandon Cooks, who's been very disappointed. Yeah, uh, I did the same thing with Elijah Mitchell. Had a lot of stock in him this yeah. year. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets hurt week one, and then fucking Christian McCaffrey takes his spot, and then he comes back and gets hurt again. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. Other than that, though, my uh, other than my dynasty teams, dude, I mean, I'm in first place in Coastal Chicks. I'm in third place in Orchids. I'm in third place in Sleeper Keeper. Those are, like, my top three, really, outside of uh, – yeah, no, those are, like, my top three leagues that I, I probably care about the most, and I'm I'm doing well in them, so – other other than random roommates, but we've been out of that for We're a while. Dead last and random roommates. Got to buy locked up in the toilet bowl. Yep, <laughs> we're we're just playing spoiler now. Oh yeah, it's the one seed, baby. Yep. Nah, not even because we're playing fucking Lex this week, so we ain't spoiling <laughs> shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, and next week we play Jordan, who's four and eight, so probably not spoiling not, shit. We're spoiling uh the other bad players of this league. I'm on a three-game win streak in Coastal Chicks. It's got me at four and eight. That a boy. I put up like 180 points last week, I think. I only won last week because I played Jess. Jess had the fewest points, and I had the second fewest points. I saw you uh, added Matt Gay back to your roster. Had to. Welcome back, King. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have to get a new fucking name. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Matt Gay. Uh, I'm in this thick thighs league. Yeah, me too. My team sucks. Oh yeah, you are in thick thighs. I'm killing it. I'm ten and two right now. Yeah, I'm four and eight. My team's ass. I'm the only one that's already locked up a playoff spot. One more win, I'll lock up the one seed. Another lot of uh stock in that league of players who just like James Conner has been great. Damian Harris has been virtually nothing. Um, Tom Brady, not great, but I don't really care about that league to be honest. 
No, me neither. I'm not doing it next year. No, me neither. But since I have a good team, I'm going to try to win it all. As you should. Um. Yeah, dude. I won. I'm in seven redraft leagues, I think. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I'm in seven redraft leagues. I won six matchups this week. Ooh, six and one in redraft. Not bad. Not bad. I went That's one and two league. in dynasty. Um, but don't care. My dynasty teams are ass. I'd prefer to lose, honestly. I won in Foot Clan. Dude, I so I didn't realize that uh Isaiah Likely was was out. So I went to add a tight end, but like waivers wasn't like I couldn't free agency wasn't open, so I couldn't add anybody. So I just didn't start a tight end and I ended up putting up like 125 points and winning. Damn. Yeah, I had Jonathan Taylor, uh, Miles Sanders. Um, Sanders had a Ma- good week. Mac-, Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Ryan Tannehill had 12 points, but for him, it's been. Traylon Burks. My team kind of snapped. But I also, it's like bittersweet because it's like I'm 4-8. and eight, I'm not going to get in the playoff spot. It doesn't matter. You're going to get the one seed. What do you mean? Oh, for points four? Yeah, max points four. I'll take it. Lucky dog. I think it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, who's the commissioner of that league? Is it Clay? Yeah, I think Clay's the commissioner of all the dynasty leagues. My CCU team, I think, is even worse. Or no, I'm five and seven in CCU. It's not that bad, but I don't think I'm in the playoffs. No, my dynasty teams are two and ten, three and nine, three and nine. <laughs> You're in three. Yeah. Ah, let's do it's tough. Dynasty fo- fantasy football to me is not as fun. I don't know why. I think it's just because the payoff isn't as fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you draft these players and you have to wait for them to develop, see yeah. what happens. But I'm like, kind of getting over fantasy football. I think it's because I'm in too many leagues. I think, like I like I don't listen to fantasy football. There's really that much anymore. No, like, me neither. I used to be like really into it, but now I'm just I just have like other shit going on in my life, and like you know, I'm becoming a little bit of a grown up, and I don't have as much time to care about football. Right. That's what I'm saying. If I cut down my leagues, and if I just keep like my main three in like a dynasty league, I think that'll be perfect. Perfect for me. Yeah. All these extra leagues I'm in, I just don't care about. And it's like, it's almost a burden to have to like go through waivers and set my lineup when I'm just like, this is a $20 yep. buying league. I don't care about why am I doing it? That's what um, Mike on the fantasy football does. He was saying, he was like, because they get questions from fans and shit. And one of them was like, how do you know, like when you're in too many leagues? He was like, when I'm, when I don't want to make waiver claims for, for leagues, then I know I'm in too many. Right. That's he was exactly like, when that starts is. to become a burden, like I'm over it. And that's I like I'll go all out on my waivers for orchids like every week, and I'll I'll put in the work for that. But then like you know, other like even sleeper keeper, like I couldn't even tell you the last time I made a waiver claim in sleeper keeper, and I'm still doing well in it. But it's just like the fact that I have to do it all over again and see, look at my team and see where my needs are and all this for like seven different fucking teams. It's too much. Yeah. Next year, I think I'm really just going to focus on Sleeper Keeper and Orchids. And then I'm going to stay in one of my home leagues just because I guess the boys. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Coastal Checks will keep going. Random Roommates will probably keep going. Like, I don't really care about those. It's more for fun. Right. Thick thighs. See ya. Thick thighs. See you later, Stinky.
I want to like stay in Foot Clan Dynasty just because I've already invested this much time in it, but like I don't care about it. Yeah, I wouldn't be against getting out of one of these Dynasty teams that I'm in. Yeah. Just got to find someone to take over the reins. No, I'll just be like, hey, um, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. (laughs) You guys can have fun finding somebody to take this team. It's not very good. Yeah, or just disperse my players on waivers and find someone else to start a team or something. I don't know. I don't care. I'll see you later. Stinky. Stinky. (laughs) But it's tough because it's like Dynasty Dickheads is like a bunch of our boys. So Dynasty Dickheads is... Jordan, Carl, Mayo, Emery, Random, Jake, Clay, Random, Random, Andy, me, and Sean. So it's like you know most of the league. It's like most of it is our boys, and like I'm not in a lot of leagues with Jordan. I actually think the only league I'm in with Jordan is Thick Thighs. Isn't he in Sleeper Keeper? Is he? Pretty sure he is. And he's in Random Roommates, too. Oh, yeah, he is in Sleeper Keeper. Oh, and so is Andy. I don't give a fuck about Dynasty Dickheads anymore. (laughs) Because I'm I'm in leagues with all the people who, like, like, I didn't, like, Jordan and Andy were the only one. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm in a bunch of leagues with with these people. You know what I mean? Right. But I have them in other leagues that are going to be ongoing, so. I can get rid of that fucking Dynasty Dickheads. See you later, Stinky. Back to square one. My, I have the fucking the Cleveland Browns is my team. As your team I, name? No, that's my team, the Cleveland Browns. I have Kareem Hunt. I have Nick Chubb. I have Amari Cooper. I have Deshaun Watson. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Literally the Browns. I was just like, roster. oh, there's good David value Joker. here. Oh, there's good value here. Oh, there's good value here. Fuck, I got the whole team. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking funny. Yeah, dude, I have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and then my other running backs, Melvin Gordon, Joshua Kelly, Khalil Herbert, and Jalen Warren. (laughs) What's your record in that league? Three and nine. (laughs) There you go. It's a super flex. My quarterbacks are Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's tough. I, that's a tough go. <laughs> and I traded a pick for Baker Mayfield before the season started. I thought he was going to like be the guy be in Carolina. Yeah, nope. Just lost his job to fucking Sam Darnold again. <laughs> I got Justin Jefferson in this league, though. All right, hey. And Firemuth. The Muth. My receivers are Jefferson, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Paris Campbell, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Equinemia St. Brown, Hollywood, Greg Dorch, and Jerry Judy. It's not a bad receiving core. It's not. But the thing that sucks is like Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar, they have good games, but they're impossible to predict. Yeah. There's and like for every one good off. game, they have four bad ones, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm realistically, I'm never going to start you because I'm never going to be able to predict your good games. Right. I don't know. That's like Nelson Aguilar just snapped on my bench at eighteen and a half last week on my bench, and he won't do that again until week three of next year. He had twenty three points in week two. Yep. 
His next highest after the 18 is 7.6, and then after that is 4. Bunch of zeros in there. That sounds like Nelson Aguilar. We unfortunately have a lot of history with him. Devontae Parker's got one, two, three, four double-digit games on the year. Out of 11. Yeah. He didn't play in one, though. He didn't play in one, and in the other game, he only had 1% of snaps. So I'm thinking he got, he got hurt. hurt on, like, the second play. <laughs> Did you see uh, Deshaun Jackson have that, like, 63-yard catch? Dude's a stud. He is. Good for him. He's caught 50-plus yard passes from 13 different quarterbacks, the most in history. That's wild. That is this wild. This one has the same last name as him. Yeah. I got J.K. Dobbins on this team, too, but he's on IR. He's been on IR for like two years now. And I got Kenny Pickett on my taxi squad. I feel like he's going to be good. I like Kenny Pickett. He's got potential sometimes. Sometimes he looks like he has what it takes, and sometimes he looks like a dumpster fire. Sometimes good, sometimes shit. You're not wrong. All right, should we get out of here? Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Been on talking this shit. Well, that's what that's what we get for not having or for having corrupt files. Last episode. Yeah, now we got a lot of shit to talk about. But well, next time we'll be back. We'll have some uh, more fun World Cup updates. The round of sixteen will be popped off. The round of sixteen will probably be over. Yeah, probably be going into the quarters. Hopefully, the U.S. will be there. They got a chance, dude. They do. There's a chance. I mean, have, they don't have anybody that's as good as like half of the fucking Netherlands team, but they got a chance. Yeah, it's not. We're not out. We're not shot dead yet. Nah. Damn, they're close. I'm gonna pull up the Netherlands roster because it's really pretty solid. Uh, let's see. So they got uh Van Dyke, Nathan Ake, uh DeVridge, DeLitt, and Dumfries. Those are some of their defenders. And then in midfield they got Frankie De Jong. Uh that's really it. But then up front they got Memphis Depay, uh Bergwine, Cody Gakpo, who's been amazing. I've bet yeah. on him to score in every single game in the World Cup and he has. Um and that's really it. But like I mean, their defense is actually really solid. They got Frankie DeYoung in the midfield, and then DePay and Gakpo and Bergwijn up top. Kind of scary. Pretty solid, and the U.S. got a bunch of poop sticks. Poop sticks. <laughs> sticks of poop. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully Pulisic is healthy, and hopefully he can do something crazy, and the uh, U.S. gets a win, and we all go home happy. Yeah, I mean, winning a round of 16 game would be awesome. If If we win and lose in the quarterfinals, I won't be that upset. Nah, I'm happy to have made it out of the knockouts. It shouldn't have been as as close as it is uh, as it was though. Yeah, yeah, it's true, especially to Iran. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you beautiful people have an amazing weekend. Hug somebody you love. Smooches.